welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm Tom Bump, your host. I'm so glad that you could join me on this episode. And we have got a special guest, first time on the KMC Podcast, and we're excited about that. But we're also getting ready to reveal a brand new book that you're going to want to get your hands on that's just releasing um, as this podcast airs. Um, And so we're really excited. So today, my guest uh, on the podcast is Brittany Nelson, and she's the founder and creator of Deeper Kidmin, which is a website that's full of all sorts of kid ministry resources, and, and you just got to go check it out. That's what you got to do. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes for that website. Um, but she's just written a brand new book uh, called Time to Update, Seven Areas to Integrate Digital Discipleship into Your Children's Ministry Strategy. And uh I'm excited to get into this discussion. So welcome to the KMC, Brittany. Thanks, Tom. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. So give people just a little more flavor of who you are. Um, sure. And what yeah, you do. So, yeah, absolutely. So I'm the creator of Deeper Kidman, which is an online hub of downloadable resources made for children's ministry leaders by children's ministry leaders. So I tell people we're kind of like the download youth ministry or the teachers pay teachers of the children's ministry world. Um, I've been doing that for about five years, but I started out as a children's pastor at a local high school or at a local church that met at a local high school. We were a mobile church, so we didn't have our own building. I mean, I was a children's pastor there for about five years. My husband is still a youth pastor and was also the youth pastor at that church as well. And Mm -hmm. after about five years of both of us leading full-time ministries, we just kind of realized that it wasn't going to be sustainable for us long-term, especially once we wanted to start our families. And so I started kind of exploring, well, then what does that mean? (laughs) Because I feel called (laughs) to children's ministry and I still want to be part of the children's ministry world. Um, And so I just realized that if I couldn't be a children's pastor, I wanted to support children's pastors. And that's what I get to do now. So I love being able to do that um, through Deeper Kidman, creating resources, sharing resources that other people have made. Um, My family and I live northeast of Atlanta, Georgia, and um, just out, just out, just outside the city. And by just outside, I mean about an hour (laughs) outside (laughs) the city. Um, So we're in the suburbs of Atlanta. We have two daughters, a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. So they keep us keep us busy and keep us on our toes. But we love it. Yeah. And I'm super excited about my new book. Um, It's been about a two year project. And actually, when I when I first started writing it, I wasn't going to call it a book. I was like, I'm going to call this a project because saying I'm writing a book was like too big and scary. So I'm really excited that it's finally here and finally able to get it into the hands of children's ministry leaders. Yeah, that is it, it definitely is not a small task. I know. Um, and it's terrifying because it's putting oh, yeah. yourself out there. Um, you know, when I launched mine, it was, it was, it was terrifying to hit that is. submit button into Amazon yes. was like, Oh boy, here we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, you know, we always start the, the KMC off with a, with a why type question. And, mm. uh, so I'm curious, why did you write a book on digital discipleship? Mm. Because that's not an easy task and uh, it's not, you know, that's like herding cats. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's constantly changing, but yes. why, why a book on digital discipleship? 
Yeah. So I started writing the book in March of 2021. Actually, I found it the other day. I have a text message that I sent to a a friend and mentor and I said, Hey, I'm telling you this, even though I feel like I'm going to puke and dance at the same time, but I'm writing (laughs) a book about digital ministry. And I just want to let you know, like for accountability. And she was great. She was like, that's awesome. That's exciting. Throw confetti. What's your first goal deadline? You know? So she, she was awesome. Um, my friend Joy. But I started writing the book because at that point we were about a year out from COVID, right? So COVID kind of shut the world down in March, 2020. And then a year later, we're still kind of working through it and processing what does ministry look like? How do we do this? But we were also starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and Mm -hmm. seeing the light of like, okay, we are going to get back together in person, right? We are (laughs) going to be able to reconvene, um, get back to quote normal, right? Even though our normal looks different now. Yep. But I just realized that we had to learn so much so quickly through the pandemic about what digital ministry looks like, especially in children's ministry, but that I knew that moving back into kind of in-person ministry, we couldn't lose some of the things that we learned about in when digital ministry was our only option. And so I wanted to really start exploring like, what what does digital ministry look like (laughs) um, once we are back to normal? Because I don't think we can completely ignore it anymore just because of the world that we do live in. And so that's really why I wrote it. And like I said, it started out as a project. I was like, maybe it'll be a blog post series, you know, or like, (laughs) I'll just do a little training or like one little breakout session or something. And then the more that I started researching and asking questions and talking to different leaders about what they were doing, all all across the country. I was like, okay, there's, there's more here. You know, there's more than just a blog post (laughs) here and there (laughs) about this. Like this could be something, something bigger. And I read a lot of other books that people have written, you know, about digital ministry and social media and things like that. But I didn't find anything that was specific to children's ministry. And since that's my heart and that's my passion, I was like, okay, well, these are the people that I want to support, right? So th- this is who I'm going to write to. And so that's Excellent. kind of that's kind of how and why why I chose digital ministry because I think Excellent. it's important. I think it's something we've got to have conversations about and be thinking about and yeah. We're still oh, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and and it's going to be an ongoing process, but leaders have got this is one of those where oftentimes the church is behind the trend. Mm-hmm. Um and this is one of those that leaders have got to get ahead. Yeah. Um, they've got to get on on the inside of the curve, not the outside of the curve. Or Definitely. because usually by the time the church gets to it, we've already moved on. <laughs> yeah, it's too, we're too it's late. It's outdated we're too already. <laughs> um, and and we're de- dealing with digital natives now um, mm-hmm. more than ever. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an old seasoned dog in ministry, so I- I'm used to, you know, <laughs> In fact, the one of the houses I own still had a, a, a rotary phone on the wall. Um, oh, we didn't funny. take it off the wall because yeah. we thought it was kind of funny. Um, and uh, um, you could pick it up and it did buzz. I don't know what was <laughs> making the buzzing sound, but it didn't have a dial tone, but it was buzzing. Um, not sure who we were talking to, but some right. days we called, you know, if we said call somebody who cared, that was the line we grabbed. Um, <laughs> talk to whatever you wanted to. But anyway, um so we've got to obviously define what digital discipleship mm-hmm. is because that's a big thing to help people understand and follow our mm-hmm. conversation. So what exactly sure. is dis- digital discipleship? Yeah, yeah. G- great question. And I think it's a good one because there's a lot of misconceptions around the idea, I think. I think a lot of people think YouTube channels or live streaming their children's ministry service <laughs> when they think of digital discipleship. And it's right. 
It's not that, right? Like those things might be part of a digital discipleship strategy, but those aren't digital discipleship like in and of them in and of itself. And so to define it, I think we have to separate the two words a little bit and focus on that second word first, discipleship, right? So what is discipleship? Discipleship is walking with people, um, living life with them, teaching them, guiding them into a deeper, more vibrant relationship with Jesus, right? Like that's the end goal. That's always been the end goal of yep. discipleship. And what we do as children's ministry leaders is we want people to grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus, right? So that part of it doesn't change, right? Like that stays the end goal. But then you add that first word onto the the very beginning, digital, it just influences the way we go about discipleship and the way we go about growing people into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And so digital discipleship just means that we're using the digital world and technology and integrating that into the discipleship process um, and are the practices and the way that we run our ministries now adopt a digital influence because of the world that we live in. Um, because we do live in a digital world, right? We do live in a world where yeah. people are on their screens, on their phones all the time. Um, and so that's influenced the way that people do life. It's influenced the way that kids learn. Um, and so digital mm-hmm. discipleship just means being aware of the digital world and allowing it to influence the way we do discipleship so that we can be more effective in reaching the next generation of digital natives. That's really good. I like that answer. And and I think that'll help fo- listeners follow along here because then as we look at, and if we understand what it is, then we really need to understand why it's so important for us as leaders to develop a strategy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't just, you know, the, the pandemic made us react <laughs> and we reacted by throwing stuff up there online and throwing mm-hmm. things out there on websites and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But there was no strategy behind it. It was just, we had to react. Right. Um, well, we're, we're into the point where we should be responding now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a big difference. So a response takes a strategy if you're going to mm-hmm. do it well, so what's what's something that a leader shouldn't miss when it comes to developing a strategy for digital ministry and digital mm-hmm. discipleship? What's something that we shouldn't be missing? Yeah, I think I think one key element to digital discipleship strategy is realizing that you're not starting from scratch. You don't have to throw out what you're doing or stop what you're doing or, you know, like reinvent the wheel, go back yeah. to the drawing board. Like <laughs> digital discipleship strategy just means you look at what you're already doing and then try to figure out ways that the digital world can enhance it or make it better or streamline it or make it easier for you as the leader or make it more effective in the way that you teach kids who are, you know, learning differently now than they have in the past. And so, um, I think that's the biggest thing to keep in mind is that you're not starting over. Cause I think that's where a lot of the overwhelm comes from is like, well, what do you mean? Like what we're doing is working. (laughs) Yes, it probably is, you know, and that's great and keep going, but it could be even better um, just Mm -hmm. because of the way that we can use the digital world to influence the way and impact the way that we do it. Um, And so realizing that technology is a tool, right? It's another tool that we have in our ministry toolbox. And so it's not a bad thing. (laughs) Um, It can be used for bad, but it's not a bad thing in and of itself. And so um, it's not, yeah, you're not completely, completely starting over or completely restructuring the way you do ministry. It's just an update for for lack of a better word, um, an update of the way you do ministry and making sure that you're using all of the tools that you have available to you. Yeah. And, you know, 
because we're 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 living in this constantly changing world and technology is adapting and growing mm-hmm. and and you know um a lot of seasoned leaders out there we know that world like i mentioned without digital mm-hmm. <laughs> um and younger leaders have never experienced a world without it yeah um and so what would you say to encourage seasoned leaders about navigating, navigating, navigating <laughs> this new world of digital discipleship too, because yeah. even though, you know, like, again, I think we responded well, we threw stuff up, although I have seen where a lot of people have just dropped it, you mm-hmm. know, now that we're back in person, it's yep. like, oh, well, we don't need this anymore. And mm-hmm. I think you would argue a, that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we could, yeah, we can talk about that. So what what would you say to encourage the seasoned leaders out there that are like, they're not digital natives and that this does mm-hmm. feel intimidating. Where do they start? Where, where how do they navigate this yeah, uh, so yeah, that they absolutely. don't back away from it? Sure. Sure. First I say, take a deep breath. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, you're not the only one who feels overwhelmed. Even us digital natives feel overwhelmed by all of it sometimes too. We're just used to it, the overwhelm at this point, I guess. Um, yeah. So first take a deep breath. And then second, be okay with asking for help. Be okay with asking for help from those younger leaders in your ministry, from the younger parents, even from the kids that you lead and the kids that you serve. Um, if you are wanting to know how to edit a video or how to make a video or how to, you know, do something on social media or online, like the kids in your ministry can probably tell you how to do it. <laughs> they probably know how to do it. Um And so, yeah, so be okay with asking for help. And then also realize that you don't have to do it all. I think sometimes part of the overwhelm is we see, we see what others are doing and right. And so that comparison game kind of creeps in and you feel like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing a YouTube channel and on Facebook and I've got to communicate with parents and email and I need to be texting them and, you know, like all these different things. And it's, you don't have to do it all at once, right? So choose one thing, choose one area maybe of your ministry that you want to really focus on, start there and then expand as you go. Um, but just, yeah, realize that it's going to take time. It's going to take um, consistent work over time and it's not mm-hmm. going to happen all at once. And it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen all at once. It's better actually, if you have that slow growth um, when it comes to integrating digital discipleship. That's, that's good because, um, yeah, it's easy to get on the overwhelm wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so easy to do that and to see so many different things. So if, if you're talking to a leader that is just starting out Mm -hmm. and they're they're they are feeling that overwhelm and they're thinking, oh, I just can't do one more thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe they didn't do much during the pandemic, um, when it came to digital stuff, Uh, Sure. And so they already feel behind on that curve. Mm. Where do they start? How do, what's one thing that you could say, here's, here's a simple thing, or maybe give us two options of two simple ways to start thinking about what is our strategy look like? And then Mm -hmm. what do we use? Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, when they think of digital discipleship strategy, think about social media. And I would actually say, don't start there <laughs> um, because it's, it is overwhelming. There are too many options and it can be so specific to each church and each ministry context. Like what one social media strategy might work for one church isn't going to work in another church. And so I would actually say, don't start with social media. <laughs> um, I would say start kind of at the internal organizational structure of your ministry. So look at your policies and procedures. Do they have 
um, kind of the digital world in mind when, you know, when you are, are listing your policies and procedures in terms of how do you keep kids safe when you're posting pictures about them? What do your mm. volunteers know about what they're allowed to post? Can they take pictures? Can they post pictures? What information are you, you know, willing to share online, either in social media or on your website or with your volunteers, like just some of that kind of stuff, your policies and procedures. And then take a look too at some of your internal organization. Right. The te- the world of technology has so many tools available. And actually, there's a bonus chapter in the book of just literally a list, a checklist of resources and apps that ministry leaders have said they use in their ministry to help them stay organized and help with the administrative side of things. And so look at some of that structure, you know, how, how can the techno, how can the digital world help you communicate with your parents better? How can it help you communicate with your volunteers better? How can it help you, you stay more organized Mm. as a leader in terms of pictures from events or documents, you know, kind of, kind of an end of event, you know, evaluation that you take notes on and then save it for next year. So that if you're doing the egg hunt again next year, you can pull up your (laughs) notes from last year and see what you want to do different, you know? So just some of those internal organization processes and systems, like start there. Cause once you can build that foundation and really streamline some of that stuff, that's going to help your ministry run smoother. It helps you as a leader get out of kind of the weeds, (laughs) right? (laughs) Sunday is always coming. And so there's always going to be something to do it's very, you know, in the details kind of thing. But when you can streamline a lot of that through digital resources and apps and tools, then it frees you up to kind of take a step back and look at that bigger picture um, and really evaluate your ministry, grow your ministry instead of just maintain yeah. your ministry. So that's what I, that's what I would say is start with internal stuff, mm-hmm. policies, procedures. And then the second thing is I would say, yep. go look at your teaching strategies, go look at the curriculum that you use and the way that you teach kids um, mm-hmm. because digital natives learn very differently than kids in the past. Um, I'm not advocating that you like pop in a video and call it a Sunday. <laughs> um, I don't think that's what you should do. I think in-person teaching still has so much more value than showing a video, but yeah. kids do respond to video. We know that we've seen that yes. in studies. Um, and so, yeah. So just look at the way that you are structuring your teaching time. One big thing about digital natives is that they are looking for more of a partnership in the learning process rather than a teacher up front kind of telling them, Hey, here's the answer. Here's what you should believe. Like kids want to be able to ask their questions and want to have a question asked of them, but then let them explore and find the answer on their own. And so I think we have to shift from kind of the, the typical, you know, I'm the teacher up on stage and then here's the main Bible point kids. This is what you should remember when you go home to something where we invite kids into that learning and exploratory process. So it's a full experience for them rather than just, lecture, sit and sit and listen. Um, so yeah, so those would be the two places I would say to start, look at your administration, your internal stuff, and then look at your teaching strategies and the way are you, are you reaching today's kids most effectively in the way that you teach? Yeah. You know, I like how, as I was reading your book, um, that you walk people through, you know, some simple steps of, of, I mean, even, even a SWOT analysis you throw mm-hmm. in there to say, yeah. Hey, look, this is how you can start thinking through what's your strategy, because yeah. you don't want to just throw stuff out there. I, I, again, it's a reaction. <laughs> don't yeah. react to the, the, to the digital 
world re- respond to it and mm-hmm. and see how do we leverage it how do we redeem this mm-hmm. um how can we use this um uh, granted not all of our kids are you know you know doing tons of stuff that that um you know students and and you know high school kids sure. would would do but there's still a lot out there that we can reach them through mm-hmm. technology and mm-hmm. leveraging it and not every church has the budgets to you know bring in tablets and all that kind of stuff right. and i don't think we need to do that cuz no. schools are doing that and so mm-hmm. giving kids that break sure we get it yeah. um so as as you're going through this book what I'm going to kind of go off scripture just a little. Sure. Uh, what are you hoping that this book will guide people to do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope this book first makes people feel less intimidated about technology in the digital world and helps leaders understand like, Hey, I can do this. <laughs> you know, this mm-hmm. is something that, that I can incorporate into my ministry strategy and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Um, so that's the first thing is yeah. I want people to feel encouraged and equipped. Um, there's lots of ideas. I think one of my favorite things about the book is that I was able to talk to so many different people about mm-hmm. what they were doing. And so it's not just like a list of my experiences <laughs> and my <laughs> ideas. It's really, truly a collaboration of what ministry leaders across the country are doing in the world of digital ministry. Um, so that's the first thing is I want people to, to feel less less intimidated. And then I really want them to walk away with some very practical steps of, of what to do next. I'm all, I'm a very practical person. I'm a very (laughs) like, okay, that's great. Like I love the big ideas and talking about, you know, the big picture stuff, but I'm like, okay, but what does that mean for this Sunday? You know? And so I really hope that leaders walk away from the book with, all right, here's my next action step to connect with volunteers you know, on Slack or, you know, that they have a very specific, very goal oriented um, mindset when it comes to integrating digital discipleship. And each chapter has action steps at the very end, because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a practical yes. person. And so, <laughs> you know, we kind of talk through some of the ideas and the big picture stuff in the chapter. And at the end of each chapter, it's, hey, here are two or three things that you can do to apply the ideas in your ministry context. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's what I want leaders to walk away with is encouragement and then what do I do next right now to bring this to life? That's good. Um, I've got more questions. Another question I'll ask in, in a bit, but I want to, I do want to talk about, because I know one of the big struggles is how we engage parents and partnering with parents today. Mm-hmm. And because we're dealing with this digital world and things, you talk about using a digital strategy to partner with parents. And mm-hmm. uh, I I think this is really, it was a really good section of material there that gave a lot of good ideas. W- w- give us a couple of things that you're like, man, I wouldn't want you to miss this, um, mm. you know, but obviously they got to get the book. So don't give too sure. much away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the first thing I'd say is realize that the parents in your ministry are digital natives too, right? So millennials are kind of the first generation of digital na- of digital natives, and they are yeah. now the parents in your ministry. So I think a lot of times people think, oh, it's kids these days, you know, and like, it's just the kids <laughs> and the youth who are on technology all the time. No, it's their parents now too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's their grownups as well. And so we have to recognize that millennials and the parents in your ministry are now bringing their digital preferences and habits to the table. And so the way that you communicate with them um, and the way that you equip them and resource them, right? Like I think social media is a really mm. big 
outlet to encourage and equip parents. Like I, there are several, so as a mom, right. I I mentioned I have two, two daughters, two young kids um, under the age of three. As a mom, there are several like momming Instagram (laughs) accounts that I follow that probably have amazing websites and like amazing resources, but I've never, I've never been to their websites. But I look at their Instagram accounts often and I save their posts and I, those, those posts influence the way that I parent. Um, and so I think if ministry leaders can remember to use social media beyond just, Hey, don't forget about this event or come to church this Sunday or sign up for this. Like if you can use your social media as more than just an announcement board or like a big billboard, um, it can really be a tool to encourage parents and to equip parents. Um, even something as simple as, hey, parents, you know, here as you, you and your kids are brushing your teeth tonight, ask them this question. How did you see God today? You know, like that's a very simple thing. Yep. They're all already going to be brushing their teeth. So you're not asking them to do anything different. You're not asking right. them to set aside time in their day, right? You're finding ways to help parents incorporate faith habits at home with just a simple, simple Instagram post. Um, and so I think, I think that's one easy way to, to partner with parents mm-hmm. and be strategic with them is, is being intentional with social media and kind of communicating with parents in the way that, that they're going to see it as opposed to, Hey, here's a long email with, you know, or read this book <laughs> or it's like some parents will, like I'm, I'm that type of parent. I'm a reader. That's how I learn. So if you yeah. give me a book, I'm gonna be like, yes, I can't wait. But most parents are going to be like, I don't have time to read. You know, <laughs> like, yep. I don't, I can't yep. sit down and read. Um, and even now at this stage of my life, most of my quote, reading happens as an audiobook because it happens while I'm walking or driving or folding laundry or feeding the baby yeah. or whatever. So um, yeah, so just being mindful of, really of millennial parents and digital parents in the way that the, the way that they live and the way that they communicate. Yeah. And I think that also carries over to volunteers, um, mm-hmm. that a lot of your volunteers and how you communicate, yeah. um, you know, it, it, texting and sending mm-hmm. little video messages and things like that. Uh, they're not doing email. <laughs> yeah. So don't send them an email. Um, you know, you're going to have to, to, to do that. You know, I mean, I, I remember just a couple of years ago working with a team and I was sending emails, assuming that that's what their preferred communication mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why people weren't replying. And th- <laughs> then I started, started asking, uh, Hey, how do you guys want me to communicate with you? And it yeah. Oh, text message works way better for us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I've been sending emails. Check your email. Oh, I haven't been in my email in months. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. Oh, great. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> paying attention to these kind of things and not being intimidated, but doing something, yeah. um, you know, pick one thing. Yeah. Like you said, and, and jump into it because, you know, parents and volunteers are two of the biggest things that we as children's ministry leaders need to be paying attention to mm-hmm. and and connecting with on the right ways. And so if you're not sure, ask. I'm always yeah. telling people, you know, personally get in faces and ask people, mm-hmm. how do you prefer? What would be beneficial to you? What would you use? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, uh, yeah, I was working with a leader not that long ago and they were talking about, well, I'm just so disappointed. I don't get the engagement from the take-home sheets. Mm. And I'm like, well, well, I can tell you where those take-home sheets wind up. They're, yeah. they're lining the floor <laughs> of a minivan somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, that's why minivan carpets are so nice. And when they turn <laughs> them in for resale, um, 
because <laughs> they've never seen the light of day because all the churches <laughs> give them out those papers. Um, and they're, they're minivan floor liner, as I call them. Um, yeah. So don't yeah. waste your money there. Put your time and energy into something else. So mm-hmm. yeah, sending them a little video and saying, Hey, watch this little clip while you're, you know, bath time tonight. You can mm-hmm. watch this on your, you know, parents would be more apt to use those kind of tools for to sure. disciple their children and mm-hmm. continue the Sunday conversations yeah. um, than, than anything else. So, yeah. Um, and I think too, leaders can even ask the question, you know, while you're asking parents, Hey, what apps do you use? A good question to ask is like, what's the first app you open in the morning when you get your mm-hmm. phone out? You know, or even asking, when are you online? Like when I asked this to the, of the moms in my ministry several years ago, even, um, they said, I'm always scrolling Instagram or I'm always on social media in the carpool line and after the kids go to bed, you know, so that <laughs> told me, okay, like the afternoons, that's yep. a good time to post because that's when they're going to be scrolling social media. Um, yeah. I'm not going to post it at 8 a.m. when they're trying to, you know, get everyone up and dressed and fed and out the door for school. Um, yep. a, another mom said, we would love more resources for the car, you know? And so one thing that our children's pastor does now is she just created a Spotify playlist of all the songs that they sing in the, you know, the children's ministry. And so like, yeah. that's an easy thing to pop, you know, like when we get in the car, all right, we're going to listen to the, you know, our celebration kids, pod, not podcast, but yep. celebration kids playlist, you know? And so, um, yeah. So just even something as simple as creating a playlist, you know, for your yeah. families to listen to in the car can be, can be a really simple, easy tool to, yes. to reach families. Um, I think it's funny when, um, and maybe VBS curriculums will will change this soon, but when they still try and sell CDs, <laughs> like because <laughs> yeah. for their VB, like especially VBS, that's I guess yeah. one example I can think of. So at, at our VBS, I get to I'm the worship leader, so I get to be on stage, you know, and leading the worship and the opening and closing sessions and things like that. And um, my children's pastor this past year gave me a CD of the song so we could listen to it and stuff. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> and then I got home and I realized I don't, I don't have a way to, to play a CD. <laughs> like I got a new car this year. So like my car doesn't even have a CD player. We don't have nope. a CD player in our house. Like my computer doesn't have a CD slot anymore. Um, so even think like rethinking, you know, some of that stuff, yeah. like if you're handing a millennial parent, a CD, <laughs> they probably are like, cool, thanks. But then they don't have a way, they don't have anything to do with it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I can't yeah. play this anywhere. Um, so just, yeah. So just thinking through some of those little things, little tweaks and asking parents, you know, what they have. I think another big example could even be, um, with printing, like most, most parents now use their printers at work. Right? <laughs> like, yes. Most people don't have a printer at home. So even if you're sending home something and said, Hey, parents print this off for your kids to do at home, they're going to be like, I yeah. don't have a printer. And if I do, I don't know where the cable is, you know, <laughs> like I don't yep. know how to connect um, to my computer anymore. And so, yeah, it's so just, just being mindful of the way that kind of the digital world has changed, changed lifestyles for yes. families and for parents so that we're not giving them resources and tools that just end up on the bottom of the minivan or that, you know, sit <laughs> in a digital folder somewhere on their computer, but never get printed. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't started using QR codes for things, mm-hmm. Yep. It's time to fig- go Google QR codes time and how update. do I use them? <laughs> yeah, interesting. I should, somebody should write a book called that. Um, <laughs> um, and 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 so, yeah, whether you're, you know, wherever you are in your ministry life, uh, you need to take a look at some of this. I, I'm curious as we get ready to wrap up, what, what was something that maybe surprised you as you were writing this um, mm. about this topic and stuff? Or what was something that you were like, wow, this is really good. 
Um, yeah. I can't wait to share this um, part. <laughs> probably. Well, one thing that surprised me was just how different it looks in every church. Like I expected to see a lot of trends. I expected to see some common themes and I was like, you know what? There aren't any. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> no wonder everyone feels like they have no idea what they're doing. It's because we're yeah. all trying to figure out in different ways. And so in some ways that's annoying and frustrating, right? Because there isn't a set formula for what digital discipleship looks like. But I think it's also in a way very freeing because there's not a set formula for what digital discipleship looks like. And right. so you can really modify and adapt it um, to your context and to your church setting but I think my favorite thing that I kind of learned as I was writing the book was the chapter on teaching digital natives and really just diving into the education world and teaching practices and the way that kids learn. Um, Cause I'm like, I'm a brain nerd. So like neuroscience and, you know, like neuropsychology, like some of that stuff I just really geek out about. Um, but kids brains today are physically literally different than even kids' brains from 10 to 15 years ago mm -hmm. because of technology and because of the way they use technology and it's influencing the way that they learn and the way that they interact and the way that they communicate. Um, and so that was just so fascinating to me because obviously, you know, I knew about learning styles and I know, you know, we tend to teach in the way that we prefer mm -hmm. to learn most often. And I knew about some of that and I have a little bit of an education background myself, but just realizing and really diving deep into okay, today's kids are totally different <laughs> than any other kids yeah. in history, you know? And so it's exciting. Like it's exciting to see some of the curiosities and the exploratory nature of kids. And like, they have this hunger to learn that comes from within, within them, you know, and it's just this curiosity and internal desire mm -hmm. to, to know more and to ask questions. And so, um, I think that was probably the coolest thing that I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. You know, <laughs> like their brains are different. Like if we looked at pictures of a kid's brain now versus a kid's brain, you know, 10 years ago, it, it would be wired different just because of yeah. Um, the, yeah, because of the of technology and the world that we live in. And we can argue whether that's good or bad, right? Like that's, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that conversation is there, yep. but that's not yep. what we focus on, right? Like I'm very much of the mindset of, yes, we could argue about whether it's good or bad, but it's a reality either way. So what can we do about it? Right. Um, you know, and yes, we can talk about the pros and cons and the, you know, the ups and the downs, but it's not going anywhere. So how, yep. how can we use it to our advantage in ministry? So, yeah. So I think that was probably the oh. coolest thing that surprised me the most as I was researching and, and learning and reading about, um, to, as I was writing the book was just, yeah, digital natives and the way kids learn. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. It is. And you're right. I mean, there are pros and cons and, and there are, there's, you know, there's some concerns and, you know, there's, there's also research, you know, there's a lot of research about how some of this is, is limiting some of mm -hmm. their, their um, minds. And so, yeah, sure. you, you can go around in circles, but, and every, you know, the, I will say this because I know there's some listeners out there that you're, you're serving in small rural communities. Technology mm. is not mm -hmm. a huge thing in your world right now. Don't beat yourself up about it. But look and be aware. I think that's one of the things I want you to walk away with in this podcast is become mm -hmm. aware of the digital world mm -hmm. and find out, again, what are your kids looking at? Where mm -hmm. are they researching and learning from? Uh, where are your parents going to for answers? 
everybody, I'm sure by now, <laughs> you'd have mm-hmm. to be pretty much living under a rock not to know what Google is and and right. and that you're going to, you know, do a Hey Siri, which I should right. have just done because <laughs> yeah, everything, everything on my desk just lit up. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> I literally have, I have dots flashing on my right. computer, my phone and my watch. Um, so yeah, even an old dog like me, I'm connected. Um, and I can't help myself, but, but I, I will say to encourage those of you that, that are in those kind of circumstances, know your world, know your ministry community, Mm -hmm. know your context and find out how do you best serve them. So ask questions. And I think Mm -hmm. Brittany's book will give you a lot of questions that you can ask. So I think even if you don't feel like you're really on the the tech train, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I think you ought to get this book just because it will help you be aware and get ready again. So you're not behind yeah. um, and, and finding yourself too late and missing a group yeah. of children that you could really serve well. And I, I think too, something that is a strength of small churches when it comes to digital discipleship is they'll have fewer hoops to jump through and mm-hmm. they'll be able to make some changes faster than maybe a bigger yeah. ch- church would, especially yeah. when it comes to the teaching experience and the way yes. that you teach kids, because you may have a smaller group of kids, you can do a whole lot more of that interactive experiential yes. learning. Whereas mm-hmm. like a church with, you know, 200 kids or even 50 to 75 kids, like won't be able to do some of that yeah. as well as a small church would. And so even just being mindful um, and aware that like, Hey, having a smaller church and a smaller budget, like that doesn't limit you from being yes. able to reach kids the way that they will be best engaged, right? Like you'll actually be able to do that better than some yeah. of the big churches. And so I think that's a really unique aspect of, of small church ministry in, in today's world. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, um, unfortunately, I mean, I, I'd like to talk more about this because it's, it's fun. Um, <laughs> it's fun. but but we do have to wrap up this episode uh, at some point and, and people just need to go buy the book. So where are they going to be able to pick this up? Cause it's just getting launched here um, as this podcast is starting to air. Um, so where can they go find it? Yes. So it's available on Amazon. Um, you just search time to update book or time to update Brittany Nelson. And then you can also learn more about the book um, at deeperkidman.com slash time to update book. And when you buy the book, you actually get access to a bunch of digital downloads that help you implement some of the ideas within the book. Um, A big thing that we do at Deeper Kidman is obviously the downloads, but we also give away a lot of free downloads. And so I was really excited to be able to share some of those things like a goal settings guide, a family technology agreement, a QR code template to recruit volunteers, um, just some of the things that kind of the ideas that we talk about throughout the book. You've got some digital resources right away that you can use to start implementing them. Um, but yeah, the book's available on Thanks. Amazon and then learn more about the book at deeperkidman.com slash time to update book. All right. Excellent. And Brittany has been super generous. She wants to give away a physical copy of the book. Yeah. And so to any of our listeners, here's what you've got to do. Um, this episode is live here on September 18th. And so on Friday, September 22nd, we're going to do a live draw and announce the winner in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. So one, if you're not part of the KMC, you need to come join the group and 
being digital natives, you should know how to answer questions correctly and follow directions. <laughs> I don't know why I have to say that every podcast episode, but it's amazing how many people request to join the Facebook group and just ignore the questions. And it That's says right funny. on there. If right. you don't you answer, answer the question, you don't yeah. get in. <laughs> um, I want to protect our community, but you can sure. join the Facebook group and we're going to go in there. Here's how you enter this, this contest to get the book. You need to, you've got one of two choices. If you're not part of the group, you can email me at Tom at tombump.com and we'll put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email me, but I want to know one takeaway that you've taken away from this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the KMC and the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, again, in this post where we uh, every week will post the, the podcast episode, you need to put in the comments your takeaway from this episode. And we'll take all the names of all the people who've entered. And on Friday, September 22nd of 2023, um, just because this has to have an end date, even though this podcast will live <laughs> on, um, the, the drawing will be done on that date and we'll notify the winner and you can get a free copy of her book. Otherwise, go buy the book. Um, I would yeah. buy it and have a second one to give away. So do it that way. So, (laughs) all right, Brittany. Well, hey, thanks so much um, for uh, taking time out of your schedule and uh, sharing the book with us. And and I just know it's going to it's going to help a lot of people. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. All right. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. I hope you'll stay tuned for another episode. If you haven't left a review for us, do that. Share it all around. And uh, again, come join the KMC group. We'd love to have you part of our community as it continues to grow and we help you grow as well. So God bless you. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.